And we are live and we are back. Let's go. I'm Corey, your host, one half of the Corner Full of Fed podcast. And I am back like I never left with another installment of Wealth Wednesdays here on the Corner Full of Fed podcast. We discuss health and wealth, finance and fitness and everything in between. And we want to make sure you save more and say less and keep making better your best. Yes, yes. However, my co-host Jordan went on paternity leave. We started these Wealth Wednesdays where we get straight to the financial information. I think I think that's going to be the intro. I got to start listening to the beginning of these more and see if I like them. I think that's going to be the intro. We get straight to the financial information. No filler, none of that stuff. We get straight to it. But before we get started, I know y'all see the topic of this video. And no, this is not going to be the video where we go into the Bible talk and stuff like that. That's going to be a guest type episode. I still got to get that set up. I've been saying I got to get that set up for over two years now, regardless. But I know y'all see the topic of this video we're going to talk about parents and are you there are you are you your parents backup plan well before we get into that make sure you hit that like button share and subscribe shout out to the youtube algorithm make sure you leave those rating reviews on the podcast platforms as well my information as well as my co's jordan information is in the show notes you can follow jordan at stop Saul and jay and you can follow myself at sideline underscore Corey. then jordan's business page his website should i say is finally fit.live all information, all his information is there as far as what he offers for his virtual training. All right, y'all. Now look, before I actually before before we do this, before I talk about the student loans, significant. It's not it's not a re, I mean it's a mess of you know error section cleanup. I'm pretty sure there's a video on it where I talk about the DTI, especially when it comes to getting a mortgage, it being they don't want more than twenty eight percent. No. For your mortgage and then DTI no more than 36%. And I combined those numbers and said 61%, right? But it's the mortgage is no more than 28% of that 36%. So my bad for blooding on the math. Still, it's insane because that DTI is based off your gross. So some numbers you see anywhere from 36 to 43%. That's still a lot of your gross. That's almost 50%. When you're talking about 43% range. So not 61%, it's anywhere from 36 to 43. So and I mean that, that error cleanup is probably years overdue I'm, I'm, i must have misread that or read too fast uh when i read that information but regardless air cleanup cleaned up so in the future yeah yeah all right now the student loans every day they keep saying today's the day the supreme court when are they going to make this rule and they have to make it by friday today i mean today's certainly tuesday y'all gonna hear this on wednesday so they got three days left by the time y'all hear this because i'm recording this at uh, almost 8 p.m eastern standard time Look, y'all, I don't, I don't, I mean, it's like waiting for a DAT PIP release. For those of y'all who remember that, just stay, staying up, waiting, you wait for midnight and then the website goes down or is it getting pushed back? It, it is, um, I, I don't know at this point. I know they, 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 the thing is, they don't have to make the ruling by Friday, which is June 30th. If they don't make the ruling by then, so if you get to, you know, whatever time the Supreme Court closes, I don't know what time they close on Fridays. But whenever they go home and it's Friday and they haven't made a ruling yet, then student loans will be starting back up or going to be able, should I say, to start back up. Technically, it's 60 days after, which would be August 31st, I guess. But they might start back up, you know, technically September 1st, even though it's projected they actually fully won't start back up. Paperwork, things like that. They have to set you know these things back up until October. So we'll see. But we're, you know, we're three days out of when the student loans, we're going to have some type of decision, regardless of which way the the Supreme Court rules, the student loans will be starting back up. Now, if you're in a situation where they do rule in favor of the Biden administration or the forgiveness and the forgiveness does occur, if you got less than 10,000 
or you had a Pell Grant, and so you get up to twenty thousand, your student loans will be gone. You have to worry about your payments starting back up, even though the conservatives are working to get some stuff. Some I, I don't know if that's still going through, but they're trying to get it. So any forgiveness that's occurred since December and any interest, I believe they're trying to get that put back on the book. So even if this does go through, conservatives are still trying to, I guess, make it so you all have to still pay those student loans, which is crazy. Well, within their power, I have some people asking me, like, how can they do this? It's like, y'all, they can just put the money back in the books. I mean, like, it's not they can just put it right back. I mean, it's the government. Who's going to tell them they can't do that? I mean, that they're the highest power in the land. So they want to find a way to put the books back um, or update the books with your student loans. That's what they're going to do. And this is why my recommendation is to pay them off in full. But, hey, we'll see how that goes. You know, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I would say at, at this at this point, I don't know if I record on the weekend. I'm still studying for certification. So it, it all depends on, uh, you know, when it gets released. I mean, this is going to be released tomorrow so or Wednesday. So they do drop it. Uh, they, they make an announcement on Wednesday for the ruling. I don't know. Maybe I'll come home from work and I'll record again. I don't, it, it depends on what type of articles out by then. But um, so, yeah, we're, we're still waiting on the student loans. All of us. We got a couple more days. You know, T-minus 72 hours. So it is going to be an interesting week. But now, let's get started. Now, I've discussed this many of times about how it is your responsibility, especially if you have children, to take care of yourself first when this is in respect to making sure your retirement is properly funded before you, you know, take care of your kids from a college standpoint or even from a, you know, if you're a traditional quote unquote paying for weddings, things like that. It is on you to take care of you from a financial standpoint. Your children can still help you, right? You know, they might need to make sure, you know, if you get old and unfortunately you can't physically take care of yourself, right? They still might come and support support you. But from a financial standpoint, it is your responsibility to make sure there's enough money for you to be taken care of by you. However, we have this article and y'all be on, I mean, shout out to Jeff Bezos. This is owned by Jeff Bezos, right? The New York Times owned by Jeff Bezos. Did he buy the Washington Post? No, he bought the Washington Post. Yeah, okay, you brought Washington Post. All right, that's almost, that's 10, almost 10 years ago. My goodness. That article said 2013. We're going to the New York Times today, y'all. So, I mean, is this the most official article I've ever done? Is New York Times top tier? And what I've done before now, so y'all don't have to see me make sure I share my screen, you know, make sure the screen share is good. I'm looking at it before I even start streaming. What I'm going to do, because I realize I have a TV right here, I'm just going to probably start live streaming, and then that way I can see right on the TV how it looks and I don't have to keep doing this every time. But we got a New York Times article y'all. Retiring. My retirement plan is you. This is a this is this is about to be crazy. And I think this I think it's a good thing that I have not done the episode about the Bible talk and, you know, supposed to leave, you know, the the verse that says if you obey God, you'll leave something for your children's children. Because now I have that equity of talking about it. And then, you know, we get to 2023 and now this article drops. This is from 2020, actually. It's an older article. 2023 meaning when I'm doing this. All right, y'all, here we go. My retirement plan is you. Americans without retirement savings increasingly moving in with their millennial children. This is Sian Pierre Regis. He's 35 and his mother, Rebecca, Danny... Gilas, I don't know, 78, will become roommates soon, Jesus. All right, 
It's by Charlotte Cowles, Coles. This is, like I said, May 2nd, 2020. It's over three years old. Wow. All right, then here we go. So talking about Sion, okay, 35, is used to living with roommates. For the past 10 years, he has split the rent on his apartment in the Chelsea neighborhood of, on Manhattan, of Manhattan with two, in some cases, three friends. I'm not sure. Let me see. What's the rent in Chelsea, Manhattan? It, my guess is it's, it's up there. Jesus. It's the same $6,000. Bless the Lord. Yeah, I'm seeing thousands of 4000 Oh, my goodness. Anyways, bless the Lord. In some cases, three. But in June, he's getting a co-tenant. Wait. Now, he, does he already have roommates and his mom's moving in? His mother, 78 years old. I don't think either of us expected to be in this situation. Really? Said Mr. Regis, a freelance, freelance filmmaker. His mother worked for 40. See? All right, y'all. This, I don't, let me hold on. Because I've already said this before. Let me see how, how long is this article going to be. Oh, they got some ads in here. All right, this is going to be pretty. This is going to be a, a pretty lengthy article. Hopefully not an hour, but this is. This episode is going to take some time. I have already said this before. How do you work 30, 40, 56 years and don't have any money? Housekeeper. Rising to a management position until her job was abruptly eliminated three years. What? His mother worked for... Based off of their names and their... I mean, is this... Is this racist? I'm, I'm assuming there he, he might be first generation. Um, and she immigrated here, saying she worked for over 40 years, which is like, I mean, she's 78. I mean, she started working at 38, I mean, 38 plus 40. So that's a little, I mean, is it 30, 40 years, 50 years? But saying she was a housekeeper, hotel housekeeper, and rose to manage, hotel management managers make good money until her job was abruptly eliminated three years ago. See, if this was three, if this article was in 2023, this year, and this was this article said her job was limited three years ago due to the pandemic, saying her job was limited in 2017 based off of this article. Let me look at this. This is May 2nd, 2020. Ho- ho- cl- cleaning positions did not go away. <laughs> cleaning positions did not go away. Oh, my goodness. I'm interested to see and first time listeners. Oh, my goodness. I forgot for the disclaimer. Don't sue me. See your mama. This is for entertainment purposes only. Myself, ne- neither Jordan or finance or fitness professionals. Please seek out a professional. Do not take any action on any of this information. This is for entertainment purposes only. Oh, my goodness. But I'm interested to see, as I was going to say, I never read these articles ahead of time. I'm interested to see how this all breaks down. Because, I mean, even it says hotel housekeeper to management. I don't know if that's management of housekeeping or a hotel um, manager, you know, as far as... um in the front desk type of things, but that, that job in and of itself didn't go anyway, go, go anywhere. And if she was a housekeeper, she can still make money doing that. And hopefully the management position didn't require physical labor. She is 78. All right. Anyways, though, since then she has lived off her slim retirement savings. I'm interested because the reason I looked up, you know, the housing, I mean, how much rent was in Chelsea, Manhattan, in the thousands of dollars. No, he's had two to three roommates, filmmaker, freelance filmmaker. I'm interested to see if they discuss 
where her money went to if she supported college things like that all right she liquidated most of i swear y'all I, I know this is going to sound crazy and i know i have it highlighted i did not i didn't read this i know i like highlighted it literally to the point y'all have to trust me I, I swear on everything that i did not read this i just highlighted it for those who don't know i'm a slow reader anyway so me reading ahead is not a thing because i don't read fast enough since then, she has lived off her slim retirement savings. She liquidated most of her 401k to pay Miss for Mr. Regis College tuition in 2002. I'm here for the podcast listeners. Y'all, this is this is what I'm talking about. I, I swear on everything. I never read this article before. I swear on everything, even though I highlighted the part where it says she's liquidated her 401k to pay for him to go to college, and I just talked about it insane insane he's a filmmaker this is this stuff is so sad it is is really sad okay and whatever part-time cleaning job she could find okay she sounds like she is physically still doing the labor which is unfortunate being almost 80 years old at the time of this okay when the pandemic hit she again all right she was out of work makes sense she was out but says she her her job was elim eliminated three years ago. Okay, I guess it's saying that the um, part-time cleaning. The part the, the issue is the part-time cleaning at the hotel got eliminated. Cleaning did not go away. Cleaning increased during the pandemic. At the end of May, the lease on her subsidized housing in Boston will expire. Wow. She can't afford the rent. She's living in Boston. How you look? We have to start having conversations. And does it doesn't seem his his father could be passed away. His father might be in a picture. He does have a different last name. His last name is his his last name is hyphenated. No, excuse me. His first okay. His last name is not the same as her last name. So you know, whether his father in the picture or not. But my goodness, if she was a single parent and don't know if he has siblings or not, if we'll get we'll discuss about that. Let me make sure it's not on the screen. I mean. Single parent being or living on a excuse me on a hotel housekeeper slash hotel housekeeper management salary in Boston, one of the most expensive places to live in the history of human civilization on record. Crazy. All right, she can't afford the rent. All right, I don't know what she could have done any better, or how she could have prevented this. Okay, yes, you know sorrow. My goodness. Said Mr. Regis, what do you mean? She didn't have to liquidate her 401k for you to get a mother effing film degree. These are the conversations people do not want to have. Again, even if he, you know, regardless of should you or should you not liquidate your 401k as a parent. And this is in 2002. I guess she, she had to get hammered on the taxes with that, too. There's no way in 2002 you could liquidate your 401k. She liquidated most of it. There's no way you could liquidate your 401k in 2002 for your kid's college. Yeah, because this, this would be parent, a parent plus loan type of thing. It might be for, I mean, this is, I mean, this is again, 2023 information. Yeah, it says for your for your tuition, it looks like, but I don't know about someone else's. I'm I'm I mean I'm not gonna go back, you know. 
21 years. But my goodness, regardless, even if you should or should not do that and you say you don't have the taxes, it has to be for a worthy degree. And he's a filmmaker. I mean, if he would have been a doctor or lawyer, it's like, okay, you know, you're going to, in theory, get some return on this investment. But on a filmmaker, now filmmakers can make a whole bunch of money, but I mean, the chances. Okay, and now he's saying, you know, she worked long hours, never called in sick, and cleaned houses to make extra money when she wasn't at her hotel job. She had no vices. You know, and in, in, in theory, right, her, her energy was in the right place, doing everything she can, right, as a single parent, okay, two children. Struggled to save. When she lost her job, she had 600 in her savings account. Nothing to fall back on. Nothing except her son. Where's your other sibling at? Because if she liquidated most of her retirement for, for you, what happened with your other sibling? Okay, this makes Mr. Regis one of the growing number of millennials who are supporting their parents financially. Some cases giving them a place to live, known as the reverse boomerang effect. The phenomenon of parents moving in with their adult children, often for financial reasons, is on the rise. According to Pew Research Center analysis, the population data, 14 percent, it's almost one in five, of adults living in someone else's house in 2017 were a parent of the head of household, up from just 7 percent in 1995. So in 20 years, it doubled, a little over 20 years. Wow. Trend is expected to balloon in the coming decades as baby boomers leave the workforce but can't afford to support themselves. Yes, liquid, uh, not liquidating, but taking out a home equity loan or a HELOC for college tuition. And there's a lot, a lot of things out here that parents are doing for their children. And that is, you got to take care of yourself first, but your children are a worse situation. Expressed in starker terms, the Center of Retirement Research at Boston College, excuse me, has predicted that half of today's workers will not have enough savings to sustain their standard of living when they retire. My goodness. Social Security is supposed to be gone as well. According to AARP Public Policy Institute, okay, one in five Americans will be over the age of 65 by 2030. Wow, we almost there. 20% of Americans will be 65 retirement age. My goodness. Compared with one in seven, okay, yes, okay, baby boomers are reaching that old age and baby boomers are extremely large generation. Okay, cool. Okay, yep, shortage and accessible and affordable housing to meet their needs. Yes, if you have one thing, if you haven't been noticing, is the amount of retirement homes going up. Well, not retirement homes, excuse me, assisted living. It's not retirement, however you want to phrase it, but assisted living, you know, 55 and up areas. Okay, and a resurgence of multi generational housing when adults from at least two generations share the same home. After climbing to its lowest point in 1980, multi generational housing is now close to its 1950 peak, representing 20% of the total American population in 2016. My guess is these numbers went up due to the pandemic. While that trend is largely driven, okay, by 20-somethings living with their middle-aged parents, okay, so they're saying some of this is not the, what's it called, the backwards, reverse boomerang effect? I can't find it, but it was something boomerang effect. They're saying, you know, people like me, right, living with your parents in your mid to late 20s. Um Older adults were also significantly more likely to be living with their grown children in recent years compared to the 90s. All right. Younger Americans should have take should take. Yes. Take this. <laughs> take this pattern seriously. This is 2020 data. So I can only imagine due to the pandemic was what these numbers look like. OK, you should take this seriously. This is from Georgia Lee Hussey, a financial planner in Portland, Oregon. They got clients across the country. Most of my clients have at least one parent that needs to be factored into the. Ooh. 
most of i mean what percentage is that but i assume over 50 but it's a 75 is it 80 is it 90 that's crazy what's true i mean i understand if you look at va disability for people who get a disability income from the va the highest jump in there for like one single thing is if you're taking care of your parents that that's when you actually get the most money the second most is when you get married but the most you get is if you take care of a, a, um, a parent. What's tricky is that for some families, it can be unexpected. I wouldn't say it can be unexpected. In this case, hopefully the power and Wi-Fi don't go up. Y'all can hear the thunder. In this case, I mean, she liquidated most of her, I mean, she liquidated most of her retirement though in 2002. She's saying she lost her job in 2017. She still had another 15 years to continue to invest we have to have a conversation about that but regardless it's only going to come up unexpectedly if your parents have you know a medical issue but it shouldn't be unexpected there might be a lack of communication thus it being sprung upon you but you know unexpected i, I wouldn't say unexpected i've talked about you know at some point in time you you need to start having a conversation with your parents about what stuff's going to look like when they die it's, it's that simple you don't want to find out when they die i mean you're gonna find out at some point in time Especially in white American culture. Okay, black people, black people dodging a bullet. Especially in white American culture, people over 60 are often uncomfortable talking about their finances. Okay, they're talking about that. And ashamed to ask their children for help. Don't underestimate. Well, I guess I guess black people don't got nothing to talk about. I mean, I'm not gonna discuss that right now. Anyways, and don't underestimate. I'm terrible. Don't under, underestimate the power of denial. Miss Hussey noted that many baby boomers watch their own parents enjoy an era of hardier pension plans. True. Yep, lower health costs. Now many, yeah, many Americans work hard all their lives. They still don't have enough savings. Yep, true, true, true. Then suddenly their child realized, oh, I'm going to have to take care of yep, your parent. She said it can lead to some incredibly difficult conversations. Yes, I understand that. Yep, pensions are going away. Makes sense. Look at them browsing the Salvation Army store. This is just not okay. Like, like did they talk to him about this? And I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I mean, you know, at this time he's going to college. This is 2002. He's 35 in 2020. You mind 18? Yeah, 17. Okay. So, you know, he's quote unquote still a child minor in this case. But I, I hope, and you know, don't, don't. Bad phrase because she's 78 at the time of this, but don't want to beat a dead horse. But I, I hope. You know, I'm I told you so person so person. I hope they were told that this is the issue. Don't ever do this. Do not liquidate your 401k. All of it in this case, or mo most of it, not all of it, most of it in this case. So your kid can go to college. And if you are, like even if you are gonna do it, and you're gonna fight me on doing it, don't do it for a freaking film degree. Then then I'm the mean one. This makes no sense. Like if you, if you do it for this, if you do it for, you know, it's different, like she didn't have it. If you didn't save any money, okay, a lot of people don't know saving money. You might be scared to stop market your whole life. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But if you have the money, you had the 401k and you just, I pray they tell us how much she liquidated. This is 2002, y'all. If she would have let that, I pray they at least tell us what college he went to because I'll just reverse it. I'll just figure it out on my own and figure out how much tuition was in 2002 for the college. 
I pray we can see how much money she might have liquidated. Hold on. We're going to figure out the average college tuition in 2022. In 2002. 2002, the average college tuition was $4,000 a year. So let's just say she liquidated $16,000. But let me share this tab. Y'all see that? Y'all can't see. Let me zoom in some more. Saying four thousand dollars. All right. So now if we come over here, do the investment, do the investment calculator. We're going to have you know sixteen thousand dollars sit for sit for seventeen years. You have two thousand two to well, eighteen years to twenty twenty. And then see, and this is the great thing. I don't need to do a 6% or 10% return. I'm just going to see what the S&P 500 return was from 2002 to 2020. So 8.3% a year. Let me share my screen so I don't think I'm just making stuff up. 8.3% a year. So now we're going to come over here and do 8.3%. And now, mind you, this has been she just stopped investing. I mean, let's see. I know, I know y'all, I need to get a new mouse. Dead air, get rid of dead air. $70,000, better than nothing. Better than nothing, better than having $600. And this is what I'm talking about. Like, you know, saving is better than you know the best thing to do is invest your money in things you understand obviously not investment advice not financial advice but you know that's the best option to um invest so you're at least beating you know the rate of inflation but the second best option is at least just save if she could at least just have sixteen thousand she just took the sixteen thousand out and instead of giving it to her son for college tuition just put it on her mattress at least she has sixteen thousand dollars she has six hundred these are the conversations people don't want to have. Like this is this is not like the. I mean, it's the worst case, but this is a case. Like it's more common than not, right? This is I think almost one in twenty. It's fourteen percent. This is this is right at the start of the pandemic, y'all. Crazy. For Dulcina Myers Newcomb, forty-five, that realization happened when her eighty-year-old father came to visit her and her two children, ages eight and fourteen, in Portland, and then never left. Jesus. I'm not saying the Lord's name in vain, but like, Jesus, we need you. He he said, so I'm not really visiting. I live here now. Poop. I'm not going to say it, but ba based off the name, so this is not, this might be a black person, but it's not. It's not. Anyways, I knew that my father did not ever plan for this phase in his life, but my husband and I were not prepared for him to move in. Right. As soon, what do you mean? As soon as he did, he's 80, whatever. All right, to make room for their new housemate, Miss Myers, she's not Mrs. Mrs. She's married. Anyways, Miss Myers Newcomb, a real estate agent, arranged to install what is known as an accessory okay, dwelling unit. Yep. Secondary apartment built on a single variety family resident lot. Okay, cool. Small backyard. Price was, oh my goodness, $110,000. See, I know you're probably not going to be able to get this amount of money loaned to you another type of way, but it's like, in. Whatever the payment is going to be, like instead of going into debt, why don't you just put them up somewhere based off of what this payment is so you're not in debt? 
putting the family in a tight spot. I'm telling y'all, I don't read ahead. Putting the family in a tight spot. I bet it did. Another, like, I mean, if, you, if you're going to put it up and say, I mean, this could have been, I guess, is this in 2020? This is right before the interest rates went really low. I'm not sure if they're saying this 80 uh, year old father situation is in 2020, but you know, four or 5%, whatever it was, maybe possibly for this loan, it's $110,000. I mean, you know, who knows what the term was? But, you know, if you're spending $1,000, why don't you just front them $1,000 and put them somewhere? Why are you going to go into debt? Now you're putting, and this is exactly what I talk about. Now you're putting in your grandchildren in a worse situation. Now, if they, if, and obviously they don't got the money because they got put in a tight spot. But I mean this wholeheartedly. As the grandchildren, eight and 14, you got to be looking like, well, what about my college fund? If they're supposed to go to college, these are the conversations people don't want to have. I don't understand how she says she, what it says she knew, right? I knew that my father did not ever plan for this phase in his life. That's in the conversation. Shout out to her husband. Hope y'all had this conversation before you got married. One thing you need to discuss before you get married is in laws. What's up with your parents? We're not taking care of them. Or are we taking care of them? And how does that, how's that going to impact us? Doesn't say here she has any siblings. My my bad pockets with my shoes on. Doesn't say if she has any siblings, but like my goodness, this is what people do. And then like, like okay, now her kids have student loans, right? And they're eight and fourteen in twenty twenty. So roughly ten years from now, they'll both be you know college uh, going age. It's like then they have student loans. Like no, you have student loans because your grandpa screwed up, and your parents didn't put their foot down. Your parents didn't make the best decision for you. As parents, it goes you, then your children, then your then your parents, like you know, the grandparents of the children. Oh, you, you, your your parents fall in line third. All right, cool, whatever. Because all you're gonna all you're gonna do is keep the cycle going if you don't set your kids up to make sure if, you have to take care of yourself first, so your kids don't have to take care of you, right? So let's say you you know you set yourself up, but then you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you don't take care of your or at least put your kids in a situation. I'm going to say take care. I'm saying take care, you know, raise them, parent them, but take care of them, put them in a situation where they can take care of themselves. I need to use better language, right? My vocabulary needs to be expanded. But make sure your children are contributing adults in society and they're progressing through life. And then, because it's, it's easier to take care of the grandparents if the parents or the children of the grandparents and then the grandchildren of the grandparents are in better financial situation. It's only one person. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay, like many Americans, she and her husband were already sandwiched. The sandwich generation, here we go. Between lingering students, ah, they, 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 unreal. Shout out to the banks. The banks will give debt. They do not care. They got to make their money so they can give you money, right? I mean, these people, right, chose to take out this debt. They're paying more interest now. Now the bank has more money so you can get your loan. When you go get your loan, cool. Shout out to other people being bad financial situations so you can, you know, quote unquote, use debt to your advantage, right? But my goodness, they're already struggling financially. And then they got 110000 extra dollars. That's why I said, grandpa got to go. Like it, he lived 80 years, right? He's above average, I believe, for men at this time. He, he's lived a good life from an age from an age standpoint. He's lived 80 years. 80 years, grandpa. He's born in 1940. He was, bo he was born during World War II. He's seen a lot. Okay, don't wish death on anybody, but he didn't take care of himself. I'm just letting the, the hand that he was dealt get played. All right, he wants some of my cards. No, this is insanity. And this isn't me being, okay, I don't care. I mean, you can say it's not, it's me being not sympathetic or empathetic, but th these are the decisions that people continuously con uh, continue to make. Continuously, con these are people, these are decisions people continuously make. 
And then y'all wonder why things are so messed up. Look at this. But the, the price was $110,000, putting the family in a tight spot. Like many Americans, she and her husband were already sandwiched between lingering student loan debt and trying to save for their own retirement. They took out a home equity line of credit to cover the cost. What? Why did I talk about the home equity? The HELOC for your kids to wish it but now they did it so they could put up her parents it's like why do you want to put another lien on your home i don't know what type of house they had but respectfully how long do they think he's gonna live he's 80 is it you know he's gonna live to 100 most humans don't live to be 100 are you think he's gonna live to 80 i mean to 100 you think he got another 20 years in him whatever yeah this is insanity this is why I say first thing I recommend is build a team. Where are your friends at in your life to tell you not to do this? Now, you're still going to be grown. You can do whatever you want. But I look, this is why I'm here. This is stupid. And like, so the children now have student loan debt. Should the children, you know, get student loan forgiveness? It's like, I mean, sure, the students can. I mean, the, the kids can. But no, the parents don't get theirs forgiven. Because... They just went another 110k in debt, and they ain't had the money. I mean, obviously they went in debt, but like they they took out a HELOC. Shout out to them having that level of equity in their house, though. The assumption is they took out the HELOC for the whole 110. So that that lets me know if they had, based off of what we're reading here, if they took out 110 thousand dollars in equity. Let's just do the math. Well, if it was 80% of that, usually the they must have given you 80, so that's barely gonna be 150. 140. But my guess is what you know. Are they in or Oregon? Are they in Portland? My guess is in Portland, Oregon. What's the average home price in Portland, Oregon? Y'all know I'm gonna give all the stats. I like the receipts. I'm gonna do median so it's not too high. Portland, Maine. May 20. Let's just, okay, let's just do now. Jesus. I understand. I know it's expensive. It's West Coast. It's saying 574000 you know, for this year. I did 2020, though. Let me see if I can get a chart. Okay. Same thing. Okay, here we go. Last three years. Let's give last five years to see it better. 20, let's, let's just look at the beginning. Let's just say this is 2018. Sweet, it's not telling me what it is. It's still saying, let's call it $450,000. $450,000. So take out 110 of them, it's going to be around 25%. 25% almost on the dot, 24.2444. Y'all, okay, cover the costs and her family contribute. And her father contributes just under a thousand a month to help pay with the bills. This is what it gets so confusing. If you're why don't you let's just say they're also paying a thousand dollars as well. Right? Let's just so that's two thousand dollars. Why don't you just put them up somewhere for two thousand dollars? Instead of going into more debt, like what? Why isn't that ever an option? Now they could have said they want to be closer, things like that. And it's like y'all, y'all can't afford that type of decision making. 
Oh, my kids don't have to do this for me. Something. Well, you're not helping. I gotta take a break. This is unreal. This is unreal. This is why I love doing stuff a lot. But I mean, this is what's out here. I hope my kids don't have to do this for me someday. Yeah, you think? But I think it's beautiful that our children see that we're taking care of our elders. No, 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 no. <laughs> y'all do what y'all want with y'all lives. I don't care. I don't care. But this is why some people are saying, like, I'm not pay- I'm not do- I'm not pro the student loan forgiveness. Look at this. this- <laughs> you don't get you don't get the student loans forgiven. No. No, if you're gonna if you're gonna pay out 110k off of debt, I'm seeing it more and more in my work too. People my age and younger kids, she's a real estate agent, so she probably has experienced this directly, and younger are taking in their parents. Excuse me. For other families, the topic was never taboo. My parents were pretty explicit that my siblings and I were there. Okay, here we, now we're getting to my my retirement plan. This is Kapo Lamb, a 28-year-old treasury analyst who works for a bank in New York City. His family moved to the United States when he was a young boy, and he started giving half his take-home pay to his father at age 15 when he got his first job. So this is an immigrant situation from China, Hong Kong to be exact. It's part of, okay, different, different culture as well, though. As immigrants, as, immigrants, as immigrants, both my parents work manual labor jobs. They don't get social security, true. Traditional ways to afford retirement aren't really available for them. This is a different situation. Immigrants is a different situation. They don't have access to the same things. When she lost her job, she had 600 savings account kids telling us she had nothing to fall back on. Look at them doing a crossword puzzle. Wait, she's 78 and he's 35? Pause. Whole time. Wait, what? She had him when she was 43? I got to pull the calculator up. Wow. So maybe she has only been working for 30 years. Wow. They don't save this immigrant situation, even though her name's Rebecca. But wow. Oh, my goodness. All right, here we go. Mr. Lamb now sends $800 a month to his parents who live with his older sister in Boston. Another high... Jesus, in Boston, another crazy expensive area, I'm basically paying right double rent. Mine and my parents, true. So I manage money pretty carefully, he said. For a while, he had a second job at a coffee shop to earn extra cash on weekends. A different lifestyle from most of his banker colleagues. But he's not complaining. It's not something I hide. He said, as much of a burden as that can be, I find validation in the fact that I can buy with my family. Yes, this is immigrant culture, so a different lifestyle. We're talking about for them. Still financially responsible for aging parents can be daunting. No matter how much planning you do, said Athena Valentine Lent, 34-year-old. She is a program manager for a nonprofit in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm Latina and multi-generational household, right? Yeah, another culture difference. Repeating people who are Latin or Latino, should I say. Uh, okay, I've always knew my dad would come to live with me someday, and I've worked hard to prepare, but it's still not easy. Although her father is only 53. Wow. She expects that a combination of his health and financial issues will put him on her doorstep within the next five years. Wow. 
I have a dad fund and I put a couple hundred dollars on my that's not gonna be enough. She said it affects a lot of my life decisions if my partner and I decide to buy a house, but have to be big enough for my dad to live there with us. It's a lot to think about, especially since I'd like to have children of my own in the next couple of years. This is it right here. This is the paragraph. I mean, I've read a lot of things on this. I mean, we have a lot, Jordan. I have a lot of hours on here. But out of all the things that we've discussed, this might be the most important paragraph that we'll ever talk about. Who is more important? We have three generations in this. We have, you know, the child, the parent, and then the grandchild. And you're you're in the middle, right? You're in the sandwich generation. Is it more important that you take care of yourself? Your grand, your parents, right? Your children's grandparents or your children. Rank those three. That's a conversation people need to start having. And I'm just going to do it for you. Your parents are third. You, then your children, then your parents. Your parents are going to be lucky. Lucky. And I, by the way, I understand, you know, we talked about uh, the Latino community and uh, the uh, the people from Hong Kong and I think in the previous one. So it's still culture differences, understandable. But still, regardless, we have to start having that conversation. Some of you are struggling because you just won't make the decision to be the bad person and go on with life. Sorry, mom and dad. Y'all got to figure it out. Because, I mean, st stuff is only getting more expensive. Like tech, I think I've made this tweet. Technology just makes life more competitive. Stuff is going to become, I mean, it's already a global competition now due to technology. But life is going to get easier, excuse me, harder from a competition standpoint. You have more and more things to deal with. Now everybody worried about AI. But it's not going to get easier. Things are going to get more expensive. Inflation increase, happens every year. It goes up almost every single year. Prices of goods go up every year. How high it is, you know. That's subject to change. Life is not, quote, unquote, meant to get easier. And are you putting your children in? A, I mean, I, I, could, I don't understand. I don't understand for the life of me. How you can decide to put your parents, if, in, if you have children, your parents over your children from a financial standpoint. Someone someone has to explain to me how it makes sense to make sure your parents are set up before you invest for your kid's college fund. I'm dead ass. It makes no sense to me. We're going to read this again. Although her father is 53, so he's, he's still young, she expects that a combination of health financial issues will put him on the doorstep the next five years. I have a dad fund, and I put a couple hundred dollars a month in it. She said it affects a lot of my life decisions. If my partner and I decide to buy a house, it will have to be big enough for my dad to live there with us. Now you're going to go into more debt. It's a lot to think about, especially since I like to have children of my own one day. Whatever, yeah. All right. To make matters more complicated, her father takes care of his. Her father takes care of his mother, Miss Lynn's grandmother. So I wouldn't just be caring of him. I would also have to take in my grandma. Culture differences, yeah, but still. Oh my. Now, wait. This article is getting better and better. Unreal. Unreal. Again, I can, again, this is part of this culture. But at some point in time, it's got to be like, nah, we, because you're talking about, you know, looking for a husband. We got to take care of your, I mean, I, I assume her mom might be involved. But like, we got to take care of your mom, your dad, your grandpa, and your grandma. Like, what? That, that's four kids right there. Four mouths of each, and not four kids before me. It might be some diapers. Anyways, 
Oh, I didn't even read. See, I tell y'all, I don't read ahead. I'll be taking care of my grandma and possibly my aunt too. What? Because she also lives with them, she said. Sometimes we don't just inherit our parents, we inherit entire families. Oh, no. It might be because I'm black. This sounds insane. This sounds insane. I have a large family. I have a large family. I have a whole bunch of aunts and uncles. All right, everybody got, you know, same amount of grandparents. No way. The amount of money my wife and I would need to take to take in my aunts and or uncles would be egregious. I would it would be the point to where if we had that amount of money, they wouldn't become live with us. I just put them up somewhere. They wouldn't become staying with us. Not my aunts and uncles. Parents, I mean, like, I could see parents as one thing or grandparents, but your aunts and uncles, where are their kids at? One of the reasons you need to have kids because somebody need to take care of your ass. How are you going to live 70, 80, 90 years and not have no kids? Who's taking care of you? The system? Us? Oh, my goodness. This is insane. These early reverse boomerang pioneers. <laughs> this is not a good thing. These early reverse boomerang pioneers are laying important groundwork, said Rodney Harrell, vice president of Family, Home, and Community at AARP. It's become more normalized for okay, older adults, right? Live with their grown kids. Got it. And think it will get easier for everybody, he said. Wait. I think it will get easier for everybody, he said. If your neighbor builds an accessory dwelling unit or has their parents living with them, you might realize the viable option for you and your family. Nigga, what? I be trying not to cuss. Shout out to the kids. Nigga, what? Hey, I want to be very clear. The sec, we, the, the, the two most important paragraphs you ever read. There's been a lot of blasphemy on this, on these Court and Full Effect episodes. This Rodney Harrell was insane. Insane. I think it will get easier for everybody because you're going to see your neighbor keeping up with the Joneses, build an accessory dwelling unit, or has their parents living with them. You might realize it's a viable option for you and your family too. What? Forty-five, forty-six minutes in, y'all. I tell you, I don't make this stuff up. Like, I'm, I'm just reading this article. Why? Why do? Why do people say? Why are people allowed to say these things? Why would it get? E what is easier to me? I guess easier from a, from like a, a societal standpoint. Like, oh, you got your parents living with you. I got my parents living with me too. That's for the gram. You doing it for the gram? You moving? You build? <laughs> y'all building dwelling units for your parents for the gram? This is crazy. That's certainly been a case for. That's been the case for Mr. Regis, who has two to three roommates. See, that's the one thing. I did live with my parents until I was 28, but I'm out and completely 100% on my own with my own family. Look, I, look, you know, if you're going to break away, break away. At first, I felt really lost. My situation was foreign to my, to my closest friends, people I'd gone to college with, he said. But when we, but when he made a documentary film about his mother's experience, Duty Free, the response was huge. When we released the trailer for the film, I heard from so many people my own age and younger said, thank you for making this. My mom just moved in with me, too, and I would do anything for her. It's called Duty Free. Let's see if I can find the Duty Free documentary. It's 2020. It popped up. The hit. Yep, we can watch it on YouTube for three dollars, three three dollars and ninety nine cent. If I was smooth, if I was better at live streaming, because I'm not good enough at this yet, I would try to watch it and see if I could figure out 
how much she spent on student loan. Let me see if I can find it here. I just want to see how much money she spent for the student loans. Whatever. Neither here nor there right now. Regardless, I I mean, I understand people going through the situation, but what are what are we doing to make sure it doesn't happen? Because then we had a comment about the people who lived in uh, Portland, Oregon, above earlier in this article, and the lady's hoping that her children are in the situation, but she's happy to see her children to get to see. It's like, what? Let me get that quote. Here we go. Let me see what she says. All right, I knew they were okay. She's coming in and she's saying she's happy. She's happy about it. Oh, here we go. I hope my kids don't have to do this for me someday, but I think it's beautiful that our children see that we're taking care of our elders. What? You're supposed to be taking care of, there's nothing wrong with taking care of your parents. This is all about the you put, putting up the money. I have no issue if they're saying, yep, you know, mom, you know, mom and dad, if, if instead of you getting, we putting you in a home, what, you know, y'all can put up the money. And you can build something closer to us to buy something, whatever. That, no issue with that. This is all about you spending the money. This is insane. She's talking about she don't want her kids to do this someday, but she's happy they get to see them taking care of their elders. It's not no elders. You're a grandpa. I mean, your grandpa is elder, but like, it's just a grandpa. You're, like, you're taking care of a whole community. This is crazy. This is crazy. Okay, he also sees a silver lining. In our country, the elderly become invisible. We don't see them. We don't feel like we need to help them, he said. But they have so much to give, and maybe if they live in our homes with us, people will realize that more. I mean, these it's like what people say about your kids. Your kid is just your kid. To us, they're the rest of us are just somebody in society. Your parent is just your parent. Shout out to all the old people. But like I can only imagine if we think people can work 30, 40, 50 years and not take some blame, accountability for not having no money to take care of themselves. We damn sure ain't gonna have the younger generation taking accountability accountability. Only been, I ain't even working five years. Yeah, forget my student loans. If you think they, they, these people are 80 years old. If somebody's 80 and this is in 2020, it means they were born in 1940. Is that it? Oh, that's it. It just ends like that? Oh, my goodness. I, period. On the sentence, not period like that, but like, okay, period on the sentence. Okay, cool. Again, New York Times article. My retirement plan is you Americans without retirement savings are increasingly moving in with their millennial children. Unreal, y'all. Let me see if I can find this dollar amount. It's a 31 second. I just got fired. Said they couldn't get his mom a job. I'm terrible at these type of things. They went on a road trip. Oh my goodness. They're dropping out of an airplane. Okay. Okay. No more sympathy. It's one thing in a situation that's like 110K, right? But if your mom, if your mom's coming to live with you and she don't got no money, why are you piss poor financial decisions? That's all I've learned from this article. I told you I was gonna run about an hour. I tweet this not almost every. I mean, I tweet this almost every day. You got it again from Dave Ramsey. Now, then, us, them. Now is yourself. Then is preparing. You know, now is you know the present day for yourself. Then is preparing you know, for your retirement, investing for your future. Us being your children. 
them being everybody else, your parents falling to everybody else. I might be butchering it. Maybe they do include us, your parents, and the us thing, but I don't. Your 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 parents would be like next, like after you make sure your kids are set up. If you want to go back and make sure your your parents are set up, no issue with that. But they do not come before your children, and I'm most people are going to be in a situation where I mean we're seeing they're saying the numbers are going to increase, where you have to have some type of financial responsibility for your parents. But if you're in a situation where, um, for the Latina situation where her dad was 53, they're like, look, you you were how look. Where's my sympathy and empathy? At some point in time, sacrifices need to be made. Sometimes sacrifices, look in the Bible, right? They sacrifice, sacrificial lamb. And sometimes sacrifices need to be made. And what I I took from this article is people continue to sacrifice the future. They're they're trying to save the parents. They're trying to to save people who are 60, 70, 80. Why are you trying to, why would you go $110,000 in debt for somebody who's 80 years old? No disrespect, but they could die any moment. That's that's a crazy decision. It's one thing to say, okay, we're going to, you know, start spending, you know, a thousand dollars, whatever this hundred ten k loan would be for them. That's one thing. But to go into debt, and then when we talk about they had an eight and four, eight and fourteen year old in that case for the Portland, Oregon situation. What does your kid's future look like? Because I, because also too, think about it. If they don't have any money to take care of themselves when they they're alive. Funerals aren't cheap. I mean, they're not crazy expensive, but they're not cheap. And also, too, is there a tax situation together? Did you just go into 110K in debt for your dad for a dwelling unit, and now you got to fork out some more money for his funeral, then come to find out he owes all these taxes? And now you're deciding on what you're going to do with his assets. Now you got less. It's like it can get real messy real quick. And this is why I recommend you start having a a conversation. I mean, it should be not quote unquote on your parents, but no, your your parents should hopefully be leading this discussion and talk to you uh, at some point in time about their estate and what they, what how what they're going to leave behind or to you, what they're not going to leave behind to you, wherever they're going to set up everything. You know, the earlier they have that conversation with you, the better. It's not something they talk to you about every day, but th- this is what happens when people don't you know prepare for the future, or they do prepare for the future. In the main case, uh, for Rebecca in this case, who's seventy eight years old, and she's going to take most of her 401k savings and use it for her son to go to college. When was that ever? That's not the point of the 401k. That's what I'm talking about doing a 401k loan for your house. The point of your 401k is for you to have money in retirement, not $600 if you lose your job at 78, 75 in this case, I think, because she was uh, three years ago in this article when she lost her full-time job. That's what it's for. It's not so your kids can go to college. And then respectfully, what would, I mean, this was 2002 that she did this. What was she doing in the next, I mean, 15 years? We got to start having these conversations. But all right, y'all, that's it. Locked and loaded. End of the episode. Make sure that like button, share, and subscribe. Shout out to the YouTube algorithm. Make sure you leave those rating reviews for the podcast platforms as well. Again, I'm Silent underscore Corey. And my co-host Jordan is Stop Stalling Jay. And his website is finallyfit.live for virtual training sessions and if you need any financial coaching help if you want to make sure you are not well i can't control what y'all do but if you want to be in a better situation if you want to know how to broach conversations you know with your parents yada yada you reach out to me all my information's in the show notes as well or you can reach out to me on social media for financial coaching information oh my goodness y'all please 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 do everything you can to avoid being in the sandwich generation you obviously cannot control what your parents do because they're grown 
right? I mean, obviously. And you can't control what your children do once they get of age. But you can't control making sure you take care of yourself. And whether people like it or not, you can't, you can control. I know she said her dad, her dad walks in her house and he didn't leave. You can't control whether or not you just you decide to take care of your parents. I know most of you want to, right? I mean, they are your parents, emotional, but this is why I, I, I've been saying over two years now, you need to start having conversations with your parents now. Like, I mean, if you grew up in a household, as in that episode, you grew up in a household where the you know your parents are struggling financially, you need to talk to them about their money situation. And then if they if they choose to, as Dave Ramsey calls it, the powder bus syndrome, they choose, you know, uh, look down on you and don't want to talk to you about it. Cool. Fine by me. Don't ask me for no help. I'm trying to help you figure out what you got going on. So at least you have the money. Right? I have no issue creating time in my schedule to take care of you. No issue with that. But we're talking about time is money and spending money to take care of you. Nah, it's going to have to be drastic situations where it's different. You know, your parents get extremely sick. I'm not talking about your parents are extremely sick and they had the money, but, you know, and they're, they're fighting. Well, I have a conversation about that, too. How much money do you spend on these type of things? You know, and it's a low chance of survival. But, you know, it's everything they get really sick of cancer or something like that. But if it's in a situation where they just were piss poor with their money and now they're not, quote unquote, really sick, but they're just old. All right. And a good not all millennials, but a good amount of millennials. I mean, you still have younger uh, baby boomers, you know, in the, the late 60s. Some of you might have some Gen X, uh, Gen X parents start having that conversation. And if your parents choose to act like they don't want to talk to you about it, hell, you can pay me out, you know. I'll have the conversation. I'll do it for free. I'll do it for free. I'll do it for free. I'll 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 broach the conversation. Be like, what what you got going on? But it it just gets interesting where you see people intentionally putting their children in a worse situation to, I guess, make sure their parents don't die. I mean, I, that, that I guess it, it is within the day. I mean, I mean, if you have children, your children are, are your primary responsibility over your parents. Your children outrank your parents. I don't I don't know what logic at what point in time that wasn't the case i know in different cultures right people live together that's the situation we know you see multiple generations like living together like all oh, you know you're living with your cousin things like that i know they talk about a situation from hong kong where he was living with uh, his their parent his parents were living with his sister but that's that's just a little different situation where they're all pooling their resources together not in a situation where I just saw about this duty free where your mom somehow she lost her job and got no and got six hundred dollars and she about to be 80 and now you jumping out of a plane all right, y'all, that's it. Locked and loaded. Remember, if you have any questions or concerns, you can reach out to us. Please leave the comments and let me know how you feel about this video. If you like these type of topics, if you want to see something else, please let Jordan and I know. Remember, our information is for y'all, so we will do information for you. All right, y'all, and again, student loans, whenever they made a decision, I'll have an episode of. I mean, you know, we talk about this. This most, you know, the topic we talk about the most is student loans, so once it, I like that question mark exclamation point perfect y'all have episode once they have a hearing I mean a ruling all right remember to say more and say less keep making better your best and I'll catch y'all in the next one